Good morning. It's January the 31st in the year of our Lord, 2023. And it's a Tuesday. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's enter in with a prayer of consecration this morning. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our entry today is entitled, Jesus Knows More About Your Job Than You Do. Our text today is Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Hear the word of the Lord. One day, as Jesus was standing by the Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. I'd say most of my reading of this spectacular passage of Scripture has found me focusing on the big payoff also known as the great catch of fish. It is astonishing. Here are these four men, commercial fishermen no less, who have fished all night and caught nothing. 
They are tired and doing their last task, cleaning and mending their nets, before getting some sleep so they can do it all again the next night. Off to the side, Jesus is waxing eloquent with the word of God as the crowd of people listened intently. As he makes his last point, he says to Peter, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. In those days, they didn't fish at day with those kind of nets a fish could see from a mile away. And they sure didn't fish in the deep water when the fish would come near the shores to feed and spawn. Yet Peter is familiar with Jesus by now. He's not a follower just yet, but he can't get that scene of the whole town gathering at his door out of his head. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. What happens next tends to get all the airtime. As they pull the nets back in, it is so filled with fish the nets begin to break. They fill up one boat with fish. It begins to sink under the weight, and the second boat trolls over. It gets so full of fish, it begins to sink. I can replay that reel endlessly and never tire of it. I'm getting a deeper sense of revelation or epiphany this time around. So obvious I've never noticed it before. Jesus is not in the regular place we might expect to see a rabbi, the synagogue. Sure, he's there every week on the Sabbath, but every other day he's in the workaday world of the marketplace. He's in the field talking about seeds, sowing, and the harvest. He's by the lake talking about fishing. He's at the hospital, i.e. the pool at Siloam, engaging with healing. He's in and out of the homes of people sharing food and faith and family. He's only in the, quote, church facility around 5% of the week. Okay, I'll put my encouragement to pastors in the notes today. The bigger epiphany for me is how Jesus helps fishermen with their work. I mean, what does Jesus know about fishing? Apparently, everything. What does he know about farming? Apparently, everything. What does Jesus know about your job as a mother or a father, as an accountant or a truck driver, as a pharmacist or a bank president, as an architect or a construction worker, as a financial advisor or a wealth manager or a school teacher? Answer? Apparently, everything. Jesus is not a Sunday God. He is the Lord of every single day. Because he knows everything about you and your job, he can help you do it, and often in extraordinary ways. So many people have Jesus locked up in a religious category or a Sunday box. If he somehow gets into Monday, it is for the purpose of you telling someone at work about him or some otherwise spiritual activity. What if Jesus actually wants to be about your actual work? 
What if he wants to tell you to throw your nets into the deep waters when it seems absurd to do so? What if he wants to help solve that complex organizational problem no one can even wrap their minds around? What if he wants to help the out-of-control child in your classroom with whom no one can seem to connect? What if he has wisdom about an investment? What if he has guidance about a search or a hire? With Jesus, there is no sacred and secular divide. It all matters deeply because it's all deeply holy. With Jesus, there is no Sunday you and a rest of the week you. It all matters to him because it all belongs to him. This is my Father's world, all of it, he seems to say every single day in every single way. When Jesus gets involved, the outcomes can be so astonishing they will undo you. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. At times, though it is nothing to fear, it can completely change the course of your life. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. The prayer. Our Father, we keep praying that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know you better, that I might become truly humble, which is to awaken to the person you imagined when you fashioned my inmost being and that I might rise up into the real life for which you created me. Forgetting what is past, I press on toward this high calling. But for today, let me find myself next to Peter as he watches the fish come in and the nets tear and the boats start to sink. Let me find myself on my knees next to him, marveling at you and responding with all I am and have, even my everyday work. Show me the next small thing. Come, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to move with you. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. The question, have you tended to keep Jesus in the Sunday box? Even in the workaday world, have you tended to keep him in a religious or spiritual category? Have you realized that Jesus knows more about your work or job than you do? And for our hymn today, I'm going to already interrupt our Shine Jesus Shine plan 
we come back tomorrow with one of the old classics I sang as a child every week in Sunday school. It fits. Let's sing This Is My Father's World. It's hymn number 19 in our seedbed hymnal. Let's sing together. This is my father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world, I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, his hand the wonders wrought. This is my father's world, the birds their carols raise, the morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my father's world, he shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass I hear him pass, he speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world, oh let me ne'er forget, that though the wrong seems oft so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father's world, why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king, let the heavens ring, God reigns, let the earth be glad. Well, I think Miss Faye Graves and Miss Dolores Peterson would be happy we're singing that song. Those were my Sunday school teachers, I remember, in the fourth and fifth grade. Thank God for the saints who've gone before us, who who brought us up, who parented us in the Lord, even though they weren't our parents, and yet they were. So that's a wrap for today. We're going to send you out on the field, grab plenty of seed, and get ready to sow. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 